Welcome, or welcome back, to Pre-Arb Excellence, a bottoms-up Cubs podcast in tune with the team's minor league pipeline. From minor league results and development to the draft, international signings, anything else that helps to lead to Pre-Arb Excellence, I'm there for it. Thanks for stopping by for today's episode, A Way You Can Help the Cubs, which focuses on a different version of player development. If you have any questions about this episode or anything else about the Cubs pipeline, ask me through the app at Tim815 on Twitter or at Pre-Arb Excellence on Facebook. I'm about education. If I can educate someone on the minutia of Major League Baseball today, and I might, I've done something right. Today's a bit of a departure from usual. I like to run offbeat podcasts on occasion. The first part is something that you probably know already, and I've talked about it before. Last month, the Cubs announced they were going to increase the player minor league player pay for 2020, which is welcomed. It is very helpful for the players especially, and The cost is very insignificant, and it's also not against the $209 million limit that the Cubs are trying to get under. So it's kind of win-win or win at least no loss. Um, And I jotted down from a Mark Gonzalez article, the Cubs minor minor league players in season, hold that thought, for short season players, jumps from $290 a week to $400 a week, which is really helpful. For Class A players, it jumps from $290 a week to $500 a week. For Double A players, it jumps from $350 to $600 a week. And from Triple A, it jumps from $502 to $700 a week. Again, very helpful for the players. The players are professional athletes. If you're a professional athlete, one of the things you probably might want to do is eat well, have fresh fruit, have, you know, eggs and good pasta, and you know what you're supposed to eat. That's what pro athletes ought to be eating. They ought to be eating well. Instead of, oh my goodness, here's a hot dog somewhere. Let's eat that. A pro athlete is best off if they put good food into their body, fresh fruit, vegetables. Then they're in better condition, better able to fight off illnesses, and better able to grow and be a good professional athlete. Nothing new here. I've talked about that before, and it basically runs as common sense. And it's really helpful that the Cubs are increasing the pay, except there's one hiccup with it. Players don't get paid during spring training. They get a per diem. I think the Cubs have kicked up the per diem for minor league, minor league players from $17 a day to 21 something like that. Don't quote me on it. Or if I got it wrong, you can call me and tell me that I got it wrong, and I'll update it in a future podcast. Because if I'm corrected, I'll correct it. But 
if you're in minor league spring training for six weeks and you're living on $21 a day, well, initially that might sound okay, but you have to pay for a hotel room. You have to pay for food. You have to pay for, you know, if you want to go out and watch a movie after a game or something. Minor league players don't get paid a whole lot of money. When you're up against it financially, sometimes you'll take the cheap item instead of the quality item. Sometimes people will show on Facebook how you can get french fries for a dollar, dollar and a half. At, but if you're going to get a cup full of fruit, it's going to cost you five seventy-five. which... Welcome to America. That's how things work. If you're going to have good quality food, it's going to cost you more than, oh, we're going to hack some potatoes up and fry them up and throw them. Minor league players sometimes are up against it because they don't get paid much. During spring training, they get paid per diem. That's it. And... They're getting paid per diem while they're trying to show that that other guy who's playing the same position that they are, that's fighting for that spot in South Bend, they want to show they're better than the other player. And they didn't really have a proper breakfast this morning or whatever, because not all players come from well-to-do families. Many players are from overseas and they are the spigot sending money back home instead of the parents making, you know, 50000 60000 a year maybe saying, hey, we're, we got some money put away. You go out and play ball. We'll help and cover for you. Sometimes that's how it works. But sometimes the players just don't have enough money. We all complain about how eh, it'd be nice to get a raise. The players in spring training don't have money. Hopefully, the players that need the money, well, all of them do, get assigned to Class A ball. If they get sent to South Bend or Myrtle Beach, as I noted, they get 290 they would get 290 last year. But if they go to South Bend or Myrtle Beach this year, they get $500 a week. That's not that's not top shelf, but it's certainly better. If you're getting $500 a week, you can probably figure out a way with a couple of roommates to get a hotel room. You can probably afford to get some modicum of quality food somehow. However, for the players that do go to AAA, AA, Advanced A, and A ball, well, that's 100 roster spots. You throw in players who are injured, it's probably, what, 110, 100, probably about 110 guys, something like that. There are going to be a whole bunch of players who are left behind in extended spring training. Extended spring training will probably be 70, 80 players, somewhere in that range. And... 
Perhaps you didn't hear me say anything about the pay for players in extended spring training. That's because it's it's a really easy grading scale on what players get paid in extended spring training. If you're really good at extended spring training, you get paid nothing. If you play rather poorly in spring training, in extended spring training, you get paid nothing. Players in extended spring training don't get paid. They might get a per diem. Again, they might have might be getting 20 bucks a day to make sure that they can go out to Quiznos and grab a sub or whatever, have a couple of bananas and a apple in their refrigerator at home. I don't know what, but players who are going to be left in extended spring training, they have nothing. Hopefully they earn some decent coin on their signing bonus and they can live off of that for a while. But quite a few baseball players, after their career is over, possibly a couple years later, when they're willing to open up, they're willing to say that the reason they quit playing baseball isn't because they couldn't play, isn't because they didn't think there was a chance they could make it to the major leagues, it's because the money ran out. That's kind of a sad reason for players to have their dream go away when it's billionaires running the organization, right? It should be the billionaires who are taking care of Well, it doesn't work that way. The Cubs, with their increase, have... They're one of three teams that are paying over the basic minimum. One of three. So that should be a nice impetus for Pete for players to want to sign with the Cubs in June. That'll probably be included in an article and a podcast as we get closer to June because there are possibly ways that the Cubs can take advantage of the situation of that they are paying players more. Um, But as of right now, even though Cubs players are getting paid more than most teams, 90% of the teams, the other four teams in the division, and that's a good thing, they still aren't getting paid. I'm not going to use the term living wage, but for a professional athlete, for a professional athlete whose body conditioning is very important in their continued employ, it would seem rather useful for them to have enough food to put on the table. I hope you're enjoying my Pre-Arb Excellence Cubs podcast as much as I am bringing them to you. There are two ways you can help to extend the reach of the podcast. Share the link with a like-minded friend. Check every day to see how many followers I have, and as the numbers go up, I'm happy. Secondly, Anchor allows sponsorships for podcasts. If you're interested in helping out in that fashion, thanks for considering it. This podcast is titled, A Way You Can Help the Cubs. And the first half of the podcast was explaining the finances of, yes, the Cubs are doing better than most teams, but no, they're not doing as well as they possibly could. 
There are going to be players who fall through the cracks. And as a Cubs fan, as Cubs players decide, yeah, this was fun, but I'm done trying because I'm never going to be able to get caught up. That's, that's depressing. About a month ago, I started to run into a, an interesting Twitter follow. Not even sure what the guy's name is. The guy's name doesn't really matter. His concept is adopt a minor league player. On Twitter, he's at adopt minor league player. And what he does is he contacts players in minor league organizations and tries to find out some of the players who really could use some help. Not the guys who signed a $1.3 million signing bonus and 80% of that went into a safety fund and they're they're living off of that. Uh, no, 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 that's not who this is for. It's not even necessarily for the guy who, like I mentioned before, his dad is making $60,000 a year, his mom is making $50,000 a year, and he's well off and he can afford to keep his refrigerator full. It's not for those guys. There was a player recently who adopt a minor league player, had to do a little bit of research, but he had heard that there was a player who was living, uh, oh, I think it was in Florida. It could have been in Arizona, but I think it was in Florida. One of the teams down there, one of the 15 teams down there, he was living in a van. He, he was living in his car. He was living out of his car because he couldn't afford to get a motel room because he had no money to get a motel room. That's kind of embarrassing. Adopt a major league player is about hooking up fans, generally of the team that's in the pipeline they're most interested in. For instance, a Braves fan would get hooked up with a minor league player in the Braves system, or the Cubs and the Cubs, or the Tigers and the Tigers, whatever. You get the basics. What these young players want, what they would like, is a shipment every once in a while. Some pasta. Maybe a can of pasta sauce. Maybe some tuna fish in a can. Maybe a um, gift card to a local restaurant that they might be attending. I, I, don't, I haven't checked which... Um, Grocery stores are popular in Arizona, but I'm sure that in the Mesa area, there's a couple of specific grocery stores. And I'm not talking Whole Foods. It doesn't have to be the high-end stuff. Just some place where they can go to buy milk, have eggs, maybe some cereal, some oatmeal, so, you know, just food so that they can have apples and oranges and grapefruit and some things so that they can have their body get refreshed at mealtime like it should be. It's easy in the U.S. of A. to think that 
everyone has everything that they need. After all, it used to be that cable television was considered a luxury. Now, cable television is considered, well, of course, you have to have that. You have to have a cell phone. You have to have a this. You have to have a that. You have to have the other thing. Well, for some people, perhaps from the Dominican, from Colombia, from Venezuela, they're trying to climb the baseball ladder, but they don't have necessarily the basics that we consider the basics. And it's unfortunate, it's sad, it's horrible that it boils to, I'm a fan of a certain team, so I'm going to consider sending off a $20 gift certificate and $30 worth of groceries in a box that I drop off at the post office so that this player can have food. Or maybe you send them a $20 gift certificate to a restaurant and a $30 gift certificate to a grocery store and let them pick out what they want. However it is that you want to do it. If you're scratching yourself to get from this paycheck to the next, I'm not talking to you. I'm not talking to you. You've got, you've got your own struggles. You have your own considerations you have to go through. But there may be a couple of you out there who, you know, I've got it pretty good. I've got it pretty good. I think I can probably find a way to send something out to a player and help him get through a couple weeks. I haven't talked to, I haven't had the person who runs this. He's thinking about putting together a website soon. I imagine that'll probably be breaking in a couple weeks here. But I have seen a number of people talking about how it's fun relating to the player that they're helping out. Whether he gets to the major leagues or not isn't the issue. If you're a Cubs fan, you should be a fan of the players wearing the Cubs uniforms. Unless they embarrass the team, unless they humiliate the team, which almost all of them don't do, they're trying to figure out a way, how can I improve my game enough so I can get to A-ball, so I can get $500 a week, or get to double-A, so I can get $600 a week. The players that people talk about when they talk about pro athletes are usually the ones who are making quite a bit of money. Chris Bryant, 20 million, Javier Baez, what, 12? I, I don't even remember what Javi's making this year. But people like to think that all those pro athletes make absurd amounts of money. They don't. These kids that don't make the trip to a full season roster, April 9th, when they go to extended spring training, they get nothing. They don't get $300 a week until short season begins. 
short season begins in June. They would be going from April, May, until June. And it's usually late June that the season starts. They'll be getting $400 then, which is nice. But to have to go two and a half months to wait for that first $400 check and to have the commissioner arrogantly refer to it as a tryout. Yeah, that's kind of humiliating. That's kind of inappropriate. It's kind of wrong. And it's unfortunate that sometimes it boils to people who aren't billionaires having to cover for what maybe the billionaires ought to be doing. There are plenty of reasons why baseball funds minor leaguers or doesn't fund minor leaguers the way they do. Maybe, just perhaps, one of you who's listening to this can decide, I can do this for one guy, for one player. And again, it doesn't matter if it's somebody who is going to shoot up to double A and triple A and play in the major leagues. The goal is to help a person be able to have an identity and try to be who they want to be with their professional career. You can help with that. Maybe it'll come to fruition. Maybe it won't. But if you're the type of person who, yeah, I think I can, I can help a player. And it doesn't have to be a cub. Hopefully there are some people who end up listening to this podcast who, they're not Cub fans. Heck, they detest the Cubs, but they're Cardinals fans, or they're Giants fans, or they're Yankee fans, or they're Marlins fans. There are Marlins fans, aren't there? I think so. Um, Tampa fans. Think that, you know, I think I can do this. I think I can do this. I have a podcast, and I'm hoping that by taking a few minutes, I can encourage someone to do something to help someone try to make their lives better. I'll let you think about it. Thanks for stopping by for Pre-Arb Excellence. It means quite a bit to me that you chose to press play or click subscribe. My goal is to be a go-to source for the Cubs Pipeline development. And questions are always welcome, either through the podcast or on Twitter at Tim815. Next time, I'll have another episode that you hopefully consider worth your time. Until then, enjoy, and be nice to people.